3: this week at Dirty Mo Media.
2: Winning a NASCAR Cup Series
3: race is the hardest thing to do in all of professional team sports.
0: Someone asked Dale, would you give up a toe if it meant you're a NASCAR champion? Any S-
2: toe? Yeah. Oh yeah, pinky toe, no problem. Yeah, I out, cut it off right now.
0: Really?
3: Jeff crashed a 43 on pit road at Atlanta, but Richard Petty was so mad that he came walking up to the trailer with a piece of the car, and he said, if if he wants this so bad, he might as well have it.
4: All right, welcome into the Bojangles studio. It is time for another episode of DJ D Reloaded. As you can tell from the top of the show, we got a lot to get to today. I'm your host, Carla Gebhardt, alongside... Casey Boats, your
5: one and only host of Door Bipper Clear. Get to babysit those guys each week. You
0: do a good job. <laughs>
5: Thank you. Do That's you get right. paid extra for that? No. Oh, I'm still working on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: and who are you?
0: Uh, Andrew Curlin, supervising producer of the Dale Jr. Download, uh, host of Next Level so yeah
4: the hardest worker here yep man on the street
5: yes yeah. man on the
0: street yeah we're gonna get to that in a little bit yeah just i've got a lot of to job titles yeah the yep. business card i need a few of them you, 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 of you, you
5: clean the studio <laughs> after this right yes that's right oh, i'm gonna vacuum
0: weird. the grass
4: Yeah, can't wait yeah. <laughs> 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 all right well yeah obviously we've got a lot to talk to uh, talk about as it concerns the daytona 500 william byron your winner over the weekend A little bit of a controversial ending. We're going to get to that. But I actually want to start with a controversial comment that was actually on your show earlier this week. No surprise there. Yeah, Brett had some interesting takes on NASCAR as it pertains to professional sports in general as a team sport. So let's go ahead and pull up what Brett said, and then we're going to talk about the controversy after.
3: Winning a NASCAR Cup Series race is the hardest thing to do in all of professional team sports. Fair?
6: I mean, I've never played. Well, he's, gonna, he's not arguing. He's not arguing that he won a couple of them. Okay.
3: <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know of anything in team sports that's harder to do.
0: I think that's an interesting clip from Brett. It, are we talking all team sports? Like, it, think, like, yeah, is I it just he, just winning a NASCAR
4: race? Winning one race. Well, he
0: said, and we're comparing that up to just anything else in team sports. One race, yep.
4: That's what it sounds like.
0: <sighs> Listen, it's no doubt difficult to win a cup race. But I have a hard time getting behind that statement 100%. I mean, look at we're about to get into the NCAA basketball tournament. I mean, you yeah. got 64 teams going for one victory. I mean, the odds of winning that are astronomical. You could maybe throw in even PGA. You know, PGA golfers, yes, it's individual, but they have a lot of coaches. I mean, there are so many people. Competing I was going to say, is that a team sport? You could gotta, argue yes yeah. or no. Yeah. I, I have a hard time to- – I think there's so many difficult things in the sporting world. I have a hard time saying that winning a cup race is the end-all, be-all. Maybe a championship, right, could be a different conversation. Right. And also, like, look at some of the wild-card races. Like, Daytona is a wild-card race. Talladega is a wild-card race. I'm not saying you don't have to be talented to win those races, but sometimes luck and other circumstances can play into that. Didn't- and that's why I just have a hard time – subscribing to Brett's statement
5: Didn't denny say on the Netflix show I think where he can maybe get lucky and make a half court shot but right, any yeah. of those guys getting in a race car they they are not going to be able to win a race I I I do see oh, I'm going to regret this I do see <laughs> Brett's point because wow. I, I do think that you know the pit crew engineers crew chiefs there are so many factors that go into not only the race but Leading up to the race, I mean, it, it is, it can fall on even just one missed tire or lug nut that loses a race for somebody, right? right? Like, I don't know. I, gosh, I hate to say this, but Brett, I do agree with you.
0: I want to counter that point you made from Denny, though, and I don't remember the quote exactly, so we could be, you know, arguing maybe the wrong thing, but something like, like that. D- does Denny Hamlin saying that he could jump in an NBA game and do what they do? and lead a team to a champion. Like, is that the statement he's making? Like, that's that's where yeah. I have a hard time with what he said there. Like,
4: you might can make one half-court shot. But right. sure. you make multiple, you make like Steph under Curry does. pressure, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I think with this, it depends on your criteria. For me, obviously, I cover a lot of different sports. I like the point about the NCAA tournament because the odds of that are so slim. The, on one side, if your criteria is from a physicality standpoint, like, none of these drivers, pit crew members, are going to be running – 100 miles an hour and hit another human being right there's a whole different language to football to basketball to really any sport that you play from the other perspective though when you talk about a nascar team you've got engineers like the brains of the operation right Uh, not many people are going to be able to compete with that you've got the pit crew you've got the spotters you've got the drivers all of that kind of coming into focus and then you only have 36 races so like baseball winning a world series title is really hard, but you have a lot of opportunities, at least to just win a game. You only have thirty six races, so the percentage of you actually winning, but it has to be a lot smaller. So I can see from both both arguments, but I think it depends on are you talking about the physicality of a sport or are you talking about just every move that a team can make, like to your point, could possibly ruin your chance of winning.
5: Well I think also, and I feel like we talked about this a little bit earlier, but take like gymnastics yeah and and the end of the 500 i mean gymnastics mm. goes off of judges mm-hmm. it's subjective. NASCAR, nascar you know they have rules um I, I don't know if i agree that it's necessarily subjective but that finish that 500 finish comes like, down to
0: human reaction of right a button. right mm-hmm.
5: so i mean i could see both sides i don't know this is a- anytime
4: you let subjectivity into the conversation of a sport it does cause controversy and obviously conversations like we're talking about right now
0: and and i don't mean to bash the talent or ability of these cup drivers and people who have won a race because i know it is extremely difficult but if the question is hey i challenge you to find something more difficult than winning a cup race in team sports i feel like i could give you a few different answers yeah that's where that's where i struggle with brett especially
5: you know you don't necessarily have to be the most fit to get in a race car but like my favorite sport supercross so when i watch supercross they i mean you have to physically be fit.
4: but hand-eye coordination is also part of exactly every
5: sport too there's so. so many elements so i mean bold take for brett but i i definitely see it yeah
0: yeah Certainly some controversy out of DBC. You did, you, you, you're didn't. you not a very good babysitter, it seems like.
5: <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have to <laughs> pull some bloopers and see how this really is.
4: All right. So we're going to continue this conversation now with the runner-up in the Daytona 500. Of course, that is Alex Bowman. Alex, you're joining us now after a pretty controversial conversation. We're talking about, is winning a NASCAR race the hardest thing to do in professional sports? Is it?
1: Oh, gosh. Um I've done it before, so it can't be that hard, right? <laughs> but, um, or give
4: yourself Yeah, a it's super
1: difficult. I think there's just a lot of things that have to go right, especially at the cup level. Everybody's so good. So many teams are so good. But um, man, I think any really high level sport um, or competition is difficult for its own reasons. I think saying that, Cup racing is the most difficult thing in professional sports is maybe a little tough, right? Like I think obviously like the car has to be perfect, team has to be perfect. There's a lot of parts that have to go right. But, um, you know, I feel like every sport is kind of going to have habits, have things that have to go right as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard, but uh, I don't know.
0: You know, Alex, you're the runner-up of the Daytona 500. Obviously, there was uh, some confusion that happened at the end of the race. What was it like from your perspective of just waiting to hear the news?
1: Yeah, I mean, I knew I was in front of them when the yellow light on the track came on. um, But I don't think that's what they go by, right? They go by the yellow light in the tower or whatever. So, um, to be honest, I felt like they waited a long time to throw the yellow light. And I think that's the reason that I wasn't more bummed about it than I was like to lose a Daytona 500 by six thousandths of a second or whatever it was is definitely heartbreaking, but um, they could have thrown the caution probably a bit earlier and made that margin bigger. Right. So um, that's just part of racing. All you can do is, move on to the next one and uh and try to try to win the next one so it was a good day for us um you know got good stage points and and obviously a a good finish but uh yeah a little bit heartbreaking for sure
5: i mean i would say on social and media a lot of people are thinking or saying feel that you won the 500 do you agree with that or you know in your head obviously it's hard being with your teammate winning um but how how would you feel about that one
1: yeah, I mean, I don't, um, I don't have a trophy, so I don't get the same check that William's gonna get. So there's, I didn't go to New York, um, so I think he's the 500 winner. But um, yeah, I mean, it was close. Obviously, I don't have access to everything NASCAR has, and um, you know, I'm just happy for William. That's an interesting situation where I think teams probably would have dug into it more if it wasn't two teammates, but um at the same time i'm sure nascar would have made the same call right like they have whatever they make their call off of and it, it was going to be what it was going to be so um yeah social media is interesting they all hated me for crashing the field down the back straight away and then five minutes later they loved me for losing the like daytona 500 by an inch but um that's uh, that's how the world works these days and um yeah i mean i don't uh i don't want to sit here and and seem like I'm bitter over that by any means. I mean, it was a great day for us and a great day for the company. Um, you know, super happy for everybody at HMS. Wish I had a trophy, but I don't, and we'll try to go get one this weekend.
4: So you mentioned the crash on the backstretch. Did you, did you start it? <laughs> 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 He's
1: like, it uh. seems like it. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I didn't, honestly, when it happened, like I didn't, I thought when Brad changed lanes that it got William more messed up than it did um, you know I so like halfway down the back stretch I kind of got ping pong between the 99 and the 24 like the 99 hit me as I was pushing the 24 and that's what kind of got me and the 24 pointed in different directions and then we kind of spent the, re- the second half of the back straightaway like trying to get lined back up um, and as I Thought I was lined back up with him, the sixth change of lanes, and I, I see William kind of move a little bit, and I lifted way before I hit him, but um, clearly just not enough. So, yeah, technically I was the guy that started it, I guess. And um, but one thing I will say is, if it wasn't me, somebody else was going to do it. It's Daytona Five Hundred with a couple laps to go, right? Like that, that stuff happens, and. Hate tearing up race cars and um you know that's just part of speedway racing. It was a push that didn't line up perfectly and uh happens every time and, and this time it was on me.
0: It was a relatively clean race up until I guess the crash that you started. <laughs> um so way to go. Yeah, right I, yeah, you uh, made it more exciting. Yeah, so. <laughs> but <laughs> thank uh, you. Did that surprise? Yeah. Just, yeah, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> no, I just needed I knew the fans were, were bored after yeah, the uh, right. yeah. yeah. one-and-a-half-second laps we were running in stage one, so I was just trying to you, stir the pot a little. Bit, you know, like, I, I like drama. So. You
5: pretty much made Jeff Gluck's pole Yeah, you better. saved it. Yeah. yeah, that's why they felt yeah. this was so great, right? Uh,
0: I guess... <laughs> yeah, we, I, I do what I can. Yeah, good <laughs> job. My question was, uh, like, did that surprise you, how clean the race was? And I know there was some fuel saving that, that went into a lot of the early parts of the race, like did how the race play out surprise you?
1: Not really. Um, Hmm. Speedway racing is who can save the most fuel to have the fastest pit stop to get track position at the end. And that's all it is anymore. Like you can't really pass the same ways that you used to be able to. You can't build runs the same ways, run stall out way faster. So um, track position is everything. So, you know, the fuel saving stuff, it did surprise me to run fifty one fifties at one point right. like that's <laughs> really oh <my>. slow. <laughs> Not um, I, I was really caught off guard by that, but obviously, you know, some people thinking they could make it to the end of stage one kind of caused that whole situation. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the race kind of went as expected. Uh, I was surprised they got to the end of stage two clean. Mm. They got pretty dicey there for a minute and and I backed off at that point. Um, we weren't in a great spot. Like we were maybe going to get one stage point and I just didn't think it was worth it to tear the car up. Um, so I backed out of it and, and rode around in the back for two laps and, and they didn't crash. So that was surprising. Um, maybe it's cause I wasn't in there, but, uh, it uh, it worked out for us.
4: So. Oh, yeah, now, I was going to say, so now we go to Atlanta Motor Speedway and we were talking about Jeff Gluck's poll. They also put out an anonymous article. I got to know, are you one of the drivers that wants to burn Atlanta Motor Speedway down?
1: Oh, no, Atlanta is not what, what I picked. Um, Which one did you I think pick? if you go back <laughs> and look at my history at a certain racetrack, it's fairly obvious where I picked, but... Um, I'll leave it for the social media sleuths to find that one because it's really easy. Like, there's <laughs> one place that is worse than them all by a lot, and uh, yeah, that's the one that I talk about.
0: I'm trying to think of which one this is now. We're gonna be researching it. Yeah, oh, it's not. Yeah. It's not
4: hard. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alex. Well, we appreciate you joining us, uh, and of course, good luck at Atlanta this week. And uh, we'll be looking for any more crashes that you can start.
1: <laughs> yeah thank you guys or, or honestly, I, uh, I appreciate cool. being here um, <laughs> at, this, at
5: this point yeah hopefully be- I don't start any
1: crashes this week and uh, we'll have a good run in our Ally Forty. <laughs> it,
5: it could be Brad too so you really yes, never know that's right. the fans thank you for making it exciting
1: but, yeah I mean we talked about maybe for the next Speedway race they should have like a counter above every car and it's how many cars they've crashed at all the Speedway races in the last five years um but i don't think they could get a long enough number for brad so oh. <laughs> this
5: could this could be a contingency award right like most cars wrecked yeah first days we can work on that. yeah i'm at 30 for
1: sure
6: <laughs> I crashed about 30 of them.
4: <laughs> yeah. pretty much everybody all right alex thank you all
1: right thanks guys see ya all
4: right so interestingly enough we hang up with alex bowman and we have another surprise for listeners right now uh, as oh, he shoot. just walks in, Dale Jr.'s here, guys. Hey, I'm your producer.
0: I'll go back and I'll. Uh oh,
4: Andrew's kicked out. He's getting yeah. benched. Thank you. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to DJD Reloaded.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah. nice. I haven't, I haven't uh, been able to get on the show yet, so I know we're only a couple episodes oh. in, but it's. uh yeah. I guess I. Yeah, I, I was uh, sorry to crash. Oh no, no,
5: you crashed well, at the perfect
4: time. That yeah, was a great right? time. Yeah. yeah.
5: You, Absolutely. You spoke to William on your show about winning the 500. Yes. Well, we just got off with Bowman, the runner up finisher, to share his thoughts on what wh- what his perspective of it. And I mean, to say the emotion of not knowing, I think it seemed like William and Alex kind of had that same vibe of having to sit there and wait for a while. And then fans are still saying that he might have won. So
2: yeah, you're gonna have those the, <laughs> you're gonna have those fans right that are gonna be on both sides of it, and um, that's the only I think the only frustrating part about our sport is we do find ourselves in, inevitably falling into these places where there will be debate, right? And it's no knock on NASCAR; it is just the way that the 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 rules are stated, and the cookie crumbles, and all the other uh, puns you want to use, but. Um, I, you know, once I sat back and watched the process and understood the choices and the reasons and decisions, I was comfortable with it. Of course, you want the race to come across the line, everybody, green flag, checker flag, all that. But um, in the end, it's got to be the toughest for Alex, right? It's the toughest situation for him. And he will probably, you know, I talked about it on my show Tuesday, there's a couple races in my life that I just you 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 think you can get over everything in life right no matter how long it takes you eventually will come to some terms with it but there's a couple moments in my career where I just can't um accept the result right it's just I'm, I'm just i just I can't get behind the result and um it is what it I can't change it i the rule you know the statistics the 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 the, um, the history books are written and um, but, you know, I think Alex will always feel that way about this race is that you know, it may he may never really accept the results personally. He doesn't have to. That's not a knock on William or the win for the 24 team. And I'm certain that he's happy about all that. Alex happy for his teammate. And um, but it, it's tough. It's tough to accept a loss in that way and um but you you have to
4: i thought an interesting comment that bowman said was had it been any other team that finished second they might would have looked a little bit further into it because it was hendrick motorsports finishing one two obviously they didn't how much do you think another team would have gone to nascar in that moment
2: well the other team uh if another team had won a competitor to hms they probably absolutely would have hammered uh the door at the the nascar hauler or up in the booth they would have demanded to see all of the evidence. They would have demanded, you know, to know to to the very last, you know, uh, crumble of evidence what, what led to that decision. And that process does not happen with Bowman winning as a teammate. I don't think that that says, you know, I, I think that, you know, that reaction that we may predict another team would have is – consistent with how all teams react to situations like that. And when your teammate runs second, they're not going to cloud or disrupt the elation celebration. You got Rick Hendrick out in the grass next to Williams car with um with the entire team and his wife and everybody. You're not going to dispute. It, yep. Yeah, you don't want to do you don't want to do anything that sort of takes away from the moment. So Alex was in a tough situation but he I know how he is and he handles those things well and um, he's had some difficult situations in his career that are somewhat similar or prepared him for those moments Um, yeah but if it was another team they would have been no regardless of the you know the uniqueness or coolness of the moment for William Byron and how big that was for Hendrick Motorsports, the other owners would not have cared one bit. They would have <laughs> <laughs> went to NASCAR and said, what proved we didn't win this race, right? We're, right. I think we won it. I mean, honestly, when I'm watching it, I'm like, Bowman won the race. I think it, Bowman's ahead. When did, the he, yeah. did
5: he say that when the lights came on, he was ahead of him? I can't remember. When, when he my, saw it. Yeah, yeah. when right. he saw it, but yeah. I guess it could go off a timestamp, so yeah. it, it really varies. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, apparently when I'm watching it at home, they'll look like Bowman's ahead when the lights come on when NASCAR shows you the their picture. evidence you're like okay yeah they <laughs> something else yeah. Right? yeah yeah so
5: i mean who knows at this point but yeah. really cool for William anyways absolutely, absolutely. I, I know you have some news that just dropped earlier this a, today
2: this is a very special day at junior motorsports um we were able to announce earlier that Carson Quapple who's been racing our late model stock cars for a couple of years now in the cars tour is going to get his opportunity to to move up he's had a chance to race in the truck series at bristol last year uh for spire which was a incredible opportunity for him and it went very well and then uh uh, but we have announced that uh he he will race at martinsville on april 6th so coming up really soon uh he's going to go race for junior motorsports in, in 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 the xfinity series so um, I believe this may lead to other opportunities this year in the Xfinity series, maybe trucks, maybe ARCA, I'm not sure. But we, we're trying our hardest, our hardest to give Carson that opportunity to get in, into the, you know, the upper levels uh, to continue his progression. So re- very exciting. I don't know that people realize just how difficult it is to create those opportunities in this environment that we have today. And um, I even think that sometimes I take it for granted how difficult that is. And I told Carson, you know, when he came to drive for us, his father, Travis, knows the industry. He knows the business. Travis squapple has been up and down in this sport and seen it all. Uh, but I told him, I said, hey, we hung with Josh Berry for 10 years before we ever really broke through. I don't want that to be your story, but buckle up. Right. Because it could be a a tough, long process. Um, But fortunately, um, we're starting to have some opportunities to to get him into the Xfinity car. And very thankful for how all that came together. And and Travis and their their family, they're great people, hard workers. I'll tell you something about Carson Quapel. Carson gets up in the morning and he goes and uh, checks in at the late model shop and works on his late model car for us. All day long, every day, he's never late. Always on time. Works till five o'clock, and then he goes home. And in his dad's shop, his he works on his own cars there for his brother and his father, and so forth. So they have they have a couple pro late models and super late models. The kid, he's 20 years old, and he's um, you know works on race cars literally 12 hours a day, and he wants nothing else. I and you see a Matt Milbridge <coughs> too. Yeah. So absolutely, he
5: is. I've I've seen him work quite hard.
2: I and love I, th- I love the kid. I think he just he's he's grounded. Now he's young. He's going to he's going to, you know, when he turns 21 and and you know, he's going to find these other distractions in life, but I really do believe he understands how hard he needs to focus to stay on this path to become this race car driver he wants to be. And I think people can under- can understand and appreciate a guy who's consistently every minute of the day got grease under his nails cuz he's he's the one having to do the work. So He's a hard, He's a tough little kid, great racer, and I think he's got what it takes to get to the top.
4: And you've been high on him for quite yeah. some time. What does it mean to you though, in those moments where you're able to tell them about this opportunity, like to to see the emotion and like what that means, because you do know the hard work that he's put in to get to this point. What's the emotion of that just for you?
2: Well, I think for me, it's um, for me, I'm thankful because it's hard to, to get those opportunities and it's hard to produce them. Um, I'm thankful, I'm really happy for Travis. Travis um Travis and their family are sacrificing everything for their boys to have this opportunity, uh, to race and to continue to show what they can do. Both the boys have real good talent. Caden, Travis's or uh, Carson's brother, they're both very talented and they race in the car's tour, but um It makes you happy because that's what's in your heart. That's what's supposed to happen. They're supposed they they deserve the chance and they're supposed to get it. And so it makes you very relieved and happy when it happens. With Josh Berry, he was much older, much more understanding of the chance he was getting. There was a lot more emotion, I think, with Josh because he, for a long time, there were a couple years where me and Josh would have conversations and I'd say, this might not happen. Think about what you want out of your life and who, who who you want to be and what you could achieve if the Xfinity and the cup opportunity don't materialize, right? Start gearing your mind for that. And, um, you know, so when it did happen for Josh, he was like, you know, he still today can't believe where he is. I, I was um, watch, I was sitting in the booth at, or sitting in the suite at the France family suite in uh, Daytona watching the Daytona 500, and Josh led a lap and I was like my gosh you know all, what a what a what a path what a what a journey to be to lead a lap at daytona in the big race the biggest race at the, the most elite level it was a very emotional moment that i didn't anticipate for me but um, carson's 20 he doesn't realize any of that right. right he's just like okay what do i what do i got to do to hit this out of the park what do i got to <laughs> do to be great when i go to martinsville on april right. 6th uh and be great. Um he's not there's not a hundred, ton of emotion or, or I'm sure there's massive pressure but um he's so young it's just like how do I not fail? How with, do I make the, how do I get this how do I do well enough to get more?
5: But, uh, I mean with having you as a mentor I'd say he's on the right track for sure. Well I
2: appreciate you saying that. I, his I got to give, give his daddy a lot of credit Travis. Travis and his really raised two great boys. Um, hard workers. They're a joy to be around. I have, I love going to race my late model car that experience is even better because Carson's a part of that. And I get to share, you know, I get to do that with Carson. He's so much fun to race with and te- be teammates with. Um, and so I want to say, too, there's a little bit of news that I wanted to break on, on this show. It, so if if Carson's going to race on April 6th in Martinsville, he's going to have to miss a Cars Tour event. He's mm-hmm. a two-time back-to-back champion in the Cars Tour and 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 could, if he had in lights-out season, still win the championship this year, missing a race, but we had to find a fill-in driver for that. There's this kid named Mason Diaz. He ran second to Carson at North Wiltsboro when we brought North Wiltsboro back. That was a big night, and and Mason really impressed me with his drive. Um, I ended up running third in that race, and um, we were thinking about who should you know uh, fill in for 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 Carson, and um, run through a lot of names, but. We were sitting on the grid at Florence, getting ready to start the late model race, the icebreaker, a couple weeks ago. And I was parked next to Mason. We qualified side by side. And I got on the radio to our our leader on the the late model team, Brian, and I said, hey, looking for a driver for Hickory. I think the guy next to me can do it. (laughs) And um, I've always thought a lot of Mason Diaz and his talent. His family um, owns and operates Southern National Speedway. And so when Southern National has races, which that's our opener for the cars tour this year, Mason works the track. Like he's a hands-on guy, but he's also very talented as a driver. Um, And so I'm excited that he'll, he'll get an opportunity to drive our car. He's going to try to put together some more car uh, races this year to be able to run a full season in the cars tour, but um, opportunity, you know, for Carson also presents opportunity for a little, uh, you know, a driver like Mason. Um, And, and so uh, it trickles down and, hopefully everybody uh, has a great experience uh, over this whole process
4: yeah what a cool moment for a couple of guys coming through the ranks and of course that's what we love about this thursday show is breaking some news just like yeah. this and having you stop by so we appreciate you stopping by and i guess we'll give andrew his seat back uh, right. i guess he can come back <laughs> he's in he's getting there anxiously
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, well
4: thank you for sharing that yeah. we're excited
5: to watch carson on the xfinity race and also, Mason, that should yeah. be really cool.
2: Absolutely. Thank y'all. Thanks for letting me come in, Crash. Hey, anytime. Anytime.
4: All right, <laughs> All right so totally unplanned that he stops by, but what a cool moment uh, to for him to share that news. And of course, that leads us right into some Dale Collins. We had hmm. fans. Perfect. I mean, again, totally unplanned, but a pretty cool way for us to get to these calls. So let's go ahead and hear from the first caller. Want to do that? Let's do it.
6: Perfect. DJ I'm calling again. I made it on the show last week, but I'm calling about my reaction about the 500. Uh, pretty eventful 500. Uh, congratulations to William Byron and Piglet Motorsports on getting their first championship, or not first championship, the first dates on a 500 win since uh, Dale Jr. did it in 2014. I thought that was pretty cool. But the uh, reaction was, uh, man, I, I thought there at the end of the race there was a lot of lot of blocking that didn't need to be done and uh causing a uh, scrapyard because of it but all in all it was a good race and uh hope to make the show thanks certainly
0: a lot of blocking yes i don't necessarily think it was unnecessary though
6: it was
4: definitely not unnecessary it's the daytona 500
0: that's what i'm thinking at, like
4: at the end of every daytona 500
0: I mean, we Alex see
5: said said the same thing like last few laps you mm-hmm. want that trophy i mean they're gonna do what
0: they can. You could totally make the argument for the beginning of the race, and that whatever lap six crash it was, that being unnecessary, right. we're being aggressive way too early. Right. Sure. I, and I, 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 made a tweet about, hey, are we being too aggressive in the early part, early stage of the Daytona 500? And someone responded, when that big <laughs> crash, like, are you gonna tweet about this one? I'm like, no, this is completely different. They're racing for the win. It's crunch time now. Yeah. But yeah, that's my take on. On that call right there, And the first
4: part of his comment, too, I do like the fact that the script, I think that's what Rick Hendrick said after the win, like the script couldn't have been written any better for mm. them to win, you know, 10 years after Dale Jr. did this, and of course, you know, their, their first win of the season of their 40th anniversary, but yeah, if, if it comes down to the 500, you got to just put it out on the line. All right, let's go ahead and 100. hear from the second caller now.
6: Just giving my thoughts on the Daytona 500. I watched the whole thing through, really excited for it, even though it was Monday race, and towards the end of the race, you know, it's going to be a big race, but really what I was thinking about was how there's a, the yellow came out and ended the race, and it just kind of let the air out of my tank, you know. Um, really wanted to see him race back to the flag, but I know it's decision, but really would have liked to see a side-by-side finish, or... Something
0: like that. I I, can't. I feel I, like he's very it's okay. emotional. It, it happens. Listen, it's all right. We didn't get to see <laughs> Green Flag finish this year. I feel like that's how Bowman <laughs> should be. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, did Bowman call back? I think Alex Bowman just called back and told us really how he felt.
4: I like feel bad for him. Like he was very emotional about this. Listen, Don't man, worry. Yeah, Don't okay. worry.
5: Next week is. Probably gonna race just as exciting. Speedway
0: race G- that, it, that race. could very well end just like he did. But we, don't, we can't have half... him upset two weeks. Yeah, in a row.
5: so maybe call back in a little bit of a better mood.
4: But He's also we... not the only person that feels this way, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah.
5: Like
4: it, we understand. No, yeah. listen. Totally I, feel ya.
0: I was. Uh, I. I think everyone wanted to see it race back yeah. to the green. It was just an unfortunate situation that we decided to crash, come into the white. We take the white. You know, caution comes out. I did want to see, you know, and again, this this goes back to Alex Bowman. I did want to see that race play out without the big one. You know, I, yeah. how many times do we get to see a full pit strategy finish to a Daytona 500? Like a we were gearing up for that.
5: Green, white, checker type of vibe.
0: No, like I'm saying race that thing 20, 30 laps right to the checkered oh. flag, all green. That's well, kind of how it was playing out It was out good to racing be. at the end. I was, yeah. so, I, I was excited sense. to see how that was going to finish.
4: All right, let's hear from our third and final caller today.
6: Hey, DJ D crew. I, I wanted to get my perspective on the Daytona 500 because uh, it's, it's one I'm never going to forget, and I'll tell you why. Uh, my name is Anthony. I live in Oregon. And uh, the first Daytona 500 that was ran in my lifetime was in 1997 and Jeff Gordon won that race in that number 24 car, and for whatever reason, I became a lifelong fan of the number 24 car. Well, fast forward to 2023, and my son is born, and I'm super stoked to finally have somebody to sit down and watch races with me, and and, uh, of course, we did that throughout the season last year, but this was the first Daytona 500 ran in his lifetime, and when you know it, that number 24 car won again. So in both of our first Daytona 500s, whether we have a first hand recollection of it or not, the number 24 car won. And that's something that I get to share with my son forever. And, uh, I just want to say thanks to, to William Byron for unknowingly giving me that, that lifelong memory that I'm going to tell every race fan that I've come across until I die. And, uh, I want to thank you guys for giving me the platform to share it. So, I hope everybody's doing good over there, and uh, have a good rest of the day. Bye.
4: We're getting emotional after the day twenty five hundred, but I do love this, right? Like, this is why you like this racing and storyline. Nice this yeah. is it's awesome,
5: and this, having the platform to share it. Like, this is what the purpose of DJ yeah. D
0: Reloaded. So, this kid's name better be William, <laughs> right?
5: <laughs> I don't know about that. But well, would Byron, was born would Byron make? Byron could make a first name. Man, right? it was
0: it was almost it was almost perfect it's it's his first the caller's first 500 one his son's first 500 the 24-1 in 24 but he was born in 2023 mm. so close so close but hey that's still a really cool story
4: also we're moms yeah. we know it's going to be a while till this boy is able, able to re- watch a full and
5: really right. understand yeah.
4: yep all right well Andrew, I ran into you in Daytona. That's right. You uh, yeah. in the garages. You Very were, briefly. Briefly, because yes. you had to, like, you were on a mission. You had to go a ask a, a lot of questions to. A lot of drivers and fans. I'm glad it was you and not me because I don't like to talk to people about like their feet and toes. <laughs> um, it's just kind of a weird platform I wouldn't for say people. I like TV. to talk
0: about it either. You it's sure
4: not seem like- to enjoy. It, it was a topic of conversation <laughs> for you though. I mean, should, it was. Should we hear the responses from those? Yes. yes
0: so like uh, you know, to tee it up on the download last week we were looking at Dale's old tweets and someone asked him would you give up a toe if it (laughs) meant you won a championship and Dale said no and I'm like that is the wrong answer I think so I have to get a bigger sample size so we went to Daytona and I never would have expected that I'd be asking NASCAR drivers about their feet But here we are (laughs) and uh, yeah I think we should hear some of the responses would you give up a toe for another championship (laughs) for another championship I, I feel like I'm confident enough in my team we can win them with 10 10 toes so um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll keep my toes and, and work a little harder trying to get one now you have a championship you have all 10 toes still though right I do have all 10 toes I have all all fingers and toes so far that is great which toe Dealer's choice. Pinky toe? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah,
6: pinky toe, no problem.
0: That's that's the right answer, I think.
6: Yeah, I'm not cut it off right now. I really?
0: You, you guarantee
6: it it would happen.
0: The care center's right over there, they probably have the tools for it. Just whack it right off. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. I feel like I give up a pinky toe to win like five championships, but one oh. I don't know. That's tough. I mean yeah. it's gonna take some time to get, get used to walking around without your pinky toe. Would you give up a toe if it meant you're a NASCAR champion? Uh no, Dell made a good point. Like you just have a trophy and then you also got a messed up toe. Yeah, but it's a pretty cool trophy, man. <laughs> yeah, but who's gonna remember? Yeah. Yeah?
6: Yeah. Oh, easy, yeah.
0: her. Whoa! <laughs> hey that you didn't even have to say that. That wasn't even the question. <laughs> just being honest.
5: Uh what I, a time. I think Dale <laughs> Dale did change his answer he though, it, right? Two
0: championships and he would give up a toe. Tyler Reddick, man, is asking for a lot. He needs five champions. Does he want it bad enough? I don't think so. Oh, uh,
4: I, I just Martin Truex was like, absolutely, I don't
0: need a yeah, toe. Yeah, give it Like, to just right like now. <laughs> no
4: question at <laughs> all. Tight. I'll take and, it. And
5: like the pinky toe is actually pretty important, so that's, he should maybe reevaluate. But that. I once knew
4: I once knew a college kicker that only had four toes. Like he was born with it. So like, do you actually? need uh, – I would feel like. I mean, maybe, like, cut off the middle one because then you're
5: kind of, like, even on both sides. The ring toe. Yes.
0: That someone, uh, I didn't include it in this, but a fan did say yes, and I would cut off, like, the ring toe. He thought like, about it. you putting it. rings on your toes? He thought <laughs> about it. Bolt. Yeah, he was thinking about it. I'm, I'm, Yeah. That's all I think I need to talk about feet. I was going to say, I feel like we need to move this conversation on very
4: quickly for listeners. Uh, Obviously, on the Dale Jr. download, we had a guest segment. We had Ray Urbanham on this week. So cool to listen to his stories and obviously his time with Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, But we actually asked him some other questions Mm -hmm. that you didn't get to hear on Dale Jr. download. And, of course, the first question was, what's your favorite memorabilia? And the second question was, do you have any fun stories about Mr. H.? Ooh. when he was with Hendrick Motorsports. So let's go ahead and take a listen to what Ray had to say. A
3: 24 car, we kept crashing Richard Petty's cars. If, you, if, if oh. the 24 car was gonna wreck somebody, it was the 43. And finally, we Jeff crashed the 43 on Pitt Road at Atlanta, right before the start of the, the 98 championship race there. Crazy. But Richard Petty was so mad that he came walking up to the trailer with a piece of the car, and he said, if, "If he wants this so bad, he might as well have it." So I just looked at him, and I said, "Would you sign that for me?" <laughs> so he looked at me like, "Red, you're an idiot." But he signed it, and uh, I keep that right on my uh, on my trophy case. Well, we did at, at you know at Atlanta. We were um, not running well, but we had won the championship, and everybody was down. and We were way off, and so I, I said, "We're going to have some fun and break." Break it up a little bit, make people smile, make them laugh, and enjoy the day. And I said, anybody who's not ever been over the wall for a pit stop, raise their hand. And Mr. Hendrick raised their, raised his hand. So he went over the wall and and got to clean the uh, got to clean the windshield. And uh, he, he uh, I think he really enjoyed himself that day.
4: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we. I want to see Rick Hendrick over the wall at a race I want to see hey, all the got all the, the owners now. can we
4: get all the owners, over owner's the, wall? Pit stop. This like the pit like the pit crew challenge your owners have to be involved mm, that would be fun I Michael would, Jordan's
0: jack in the car <laughs> <laughs> the I goat of pit stops you know pit bulls fuel in this thing <laughs> yeah
4: Another cool moment, too, about what he said is both of those moments actually happened at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. because obviously that's where the Cup Series is going this weekend. And uh, I don't know, guys. What do you think of Atlanta and and what it's got to offer? I know the drivers – some of the drivers aren't necessarily too excited. Bowman didn't seem to be too upset to go there, but, you know.
0: I think – It has turned into more of an unpredictable racetrack, obviously, since we reconfigured this thing. Is it a second week in a row where we have a wild card race? I think it's a little bit more of a controlled wild card, but I still think it's safe to say that we can call this a wild card race.
4: Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, the more wear on the track, there's a little bit more wear, obviously, than when they first repaved it. But let's go ahead and bring up what the fans thought, because we used the hashtag Don't Hold Me To It, on who you thought or who you think is going to win Atlanta this weekend. And so can we go ahead and pull up those tweets and and get to those? You've got Scott from Texas.
0: Blippi, Blippy. Austin Cedric. Austin Austin that's a, that's a translation. To I cannot
5: look at him the same. Is that going <laughs> to
4: stick? I kind of yes. feel bad. I kind of feel bad for Cindric on me. that one.
0: What oh. about Ryan?
5: Chase Elliott is mobbed after winning at his home track for the first time in over a year. Bold.
0: Interesting. Our friend Double O uh, says Josh Berry, Kevin Harvick won when he took over for Dale Senior at Atlanta. Josh will win taking over for Kevin. That's a bold take.
4: That's a very hot take. I don't
0: see it happening, but double O called it if it does end up happening. We're
4: going to pull this back up if that does happen. Uh, yeah. And I then support then. it. Tom Tatum got Kyle Bush. Obviously, he had a, a pretty strong run in Daytona. Bev Shannon, Alex Bowman is going to oh. win. I bet Bowman will win like
5: after, that. after his runner up finish at Daytona. That's right. And then. Derica, I Justice, I apologize if I totally Texas far away. <laughs> <totally> <laughs> Kyle Larson, which is another solid prediction. What's
0: yeah. interesting about Kyle Larson is you know our friends at Dirty Mo Tampa Tim's. I yeah. was talking with him earlier this week, and uh, he is not so sure about Kyle Larson. It'd be worth listening to Dirty Mo Doe because. He might have some good reasons as to uh, why to stay away from Larson this week. So
4: place? that's a tease. That's you, a little you tease. Have to listen yeah. So you know who to bet on. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All right. Well, who do you think is going to win, Casey? Who oh d- man,
5: I I think Corey LeJoy. He really? Had, like I mean, I don't know if you remember last year, but yeah. he had a strong strong run, um, and I think he's he's pretty close. Even Daytona with a fourth place finish, uh, I think he has a shot here. What about you guys?
0: I think we're going to be celebrating a victory on Monday at Door Bumper Clear. Give me TJ Majors and Brad Keselowski in the six Ooh. car.
4: It'd be good to see him back in victory lane. It would like be
5: that a It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. Fun DBC because um, he'd probably be the s- most sober one <laughs> compared to the other two, even if he won. So. TJ, even still?
0: Even if he,
4: even yeah, if he dang, won. Man. Wow. Yes. Come on. Do you know them? They'll celebrate yeah, right. for him. Yeah, you're right.
0: Everyone's <laughs> going to celebrate for TJ on Monday. You're right.
4: That's fun. All right, guys. Well, before we wrap up, of course, we've got a lot going on want to this week. I your pick, though, yeah. Carla. My pick? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I, you've got me thinking. I would say I would spot. say Larson, but then you were just telling me that Dirty Modo said don't. Yeah, Tampa Tim
0: said stay we away. Need, we need so.
5: to listen, see what he has to say about it. Well, listen, it.
0: Yeah. Larson, you know, like I said, it's it never a, bad a little pick. bit of a wild card. Never a bad pick. All right, so you're leaning Kyle Larson. All right, that's my pick. There and, of go. course, we
4: do have a lot uh, going on at Dirty Mo here. And, of course, you've got the Teardown. You've mm-hmm. got Actions Detrimental, DBC, two episodes of The Download, and Speed Street. Those are already out this week. Um, so be sure to check those out on your podcast where you listen to those. And, of course, on YouTube, Dirty Mo Doe, like we mentioned. That's going to be out later today so you can get some advice before placing your Atlanta bets. Don't forget to call the Dell call and get your voice on the show. This is the number that you need to write down, 704 584 And we're going to
0: pick the best calls each week. Got anything else? Well, save that phone number to your contacts. Then it's just, hey, I have a thought speed dial. I like it. I'm going to call this number.
4: All right. Well, we will be back next Thursday to wrap up the action from Atlanta Motor Speedway. And, of course, listen to all of your calls, all your thoughts, all your tweets, all of those things. That'll do it for us on DJD Reloaded. We'll see you next week. Have a great week.
2: Check out Dirty Mode Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.